1: Sean how's how's life on set buddy oh it's
2: stupid <laughs> today was particularly stupid <laughs> it sounds
1: like this isn't that long of a project though.
2: it's over uh, yeah eight days of shooting but I've but it's like over you know a month and a half for me but Aww. yeah we started on Monday and we'll be done we'll be done a week from tomorrow all right um, dude and then I'm unemployed again looks like so bro you we doing chill fest Chill Fest is back, BB. I'm I'm gonna be after the show, dude. I'm gonna be
1: taking some time off, dude. Oh, like, can we go Mar- get margaritas at noon?
2: Like, dude, yes, we can sit around and make a huge pitcher of margaritas. Bah! Bah! Sit in the sun and drink it.
3: Pictures worth a thousand words. <laughs> out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley Jim and Dwight Creed Paul Andy and Kelly if your business paper needs or done the myth then the people purses paper people done the myth then the people purses paper people done the myth then the people purses paper people
2: Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office I'm your host, William <laughs> Doolittle, at your service, a.k.a. Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin Jaynes, inventor of Coputron. And with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward.
3: There's a jazz musician,
2: um,
3: <laughs>
1: a guy, you know, there's. if you know jazz, you know who I mean. He's, uh... God, what's his name? Um, he plays one of those curly horn, like those really shiny curly horns that's used in jazz a lot. Birdie, he's not the guy with the cheeks.
2: Kenny G is. If you knew jazz, you know you you know who I mean. Kenny G. God, I'm glad I remember that. <laughs> I I've never heard that that's, quote before. What's from that from? From the super super fan yeah. cut
1: of basketball.
2: Oh my gosh! Okay, I can't believe it. I've been so busy. (laughs) It's good stuff. I gotta finish the Superfan season one. uh, Yeah, uh, on uh, on Peacock. Anyways, this is a this is a show uh, where every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. Um, And this week we are doing a a mailbag episode. Uh, So thank you everyone who has called in to our voicemail. uh, we're going to do as many voicemails as we can this week. And I think we're going to do another voicemail episode next week. Uh, just because we have a lot that have been piling up and they're all such great questions and comments. So we're super excited. This is going to be a lot yeah. of fun. We do have a ton um,
1: of messages. Thank you to you all. Uh, we, our lives have been very busy too. So we, we just need to like, we're going to take a couple of weeks to do this for, again, we're, we are working on some fun stuff for the show coming in the future, but now uh, a couple voicemails there's so many in there I'm just enthralled by it unfortunately yeah uh, before we get into the voicemails it does really help to get on the show if yours is like a minute or less maybe even a minute and a half but we'll just Mm -hmm. that's a if as as voicemails continue to come in just be cognizant of of the length of your voicemail. That's all I'm going to say.
2: <laughs> you yeah you you're you're more likely to get played. Yes. We will still listen and enjoy it. Yeah. Privately. We will take it into our but, uh, hearts and
1: and say thank you, but
2: for the show We do. Brevity is key. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, when we prep for these things, we always go through pretty much yeah, every single voicemail. So, uh they do get listened to, but uh but here are uh are the ones that we're going to do today. <laughs> we're going to go. play them all at once and then go for yeah. them one at a time. <laughs> uh Well, let's start with a uh, one from uh Nikki from Toronto.
0: Hey guys, uh my name is Nikki. I'm calling from Toronto, Ontario, and Canada. Love the pod. I've called a couple times. I just love everything you guys do, but Um, this time I'm calling, um, I don't know if you want to make this into a draft or maybe this is a quick question and answer, but I was thinking about the search committee and how, you know, at the time it was featuring all these amazing comedic actors who were so popular during that time frame, like Jim Carrey, Ray Romano. Um, I'm just wondering, like, who would you guys cast in those, uh, guest star roles for the interviews of people in today's time who are like those really star comedic actors, and I have to say my pick would be uh, Matt Barry. I think he's like one of the funniest mm-hmm. people on the planet, pick. and I think he would do an amazing quick walk-on role. So um, yeah, love to hear your suggestions, love the pod, and I hope you guys are doing great. Bye.
2: Thanks, Nikki. Hope you're doing great too. Thanks so much for calling. Wait, who is Matt Barry? I don't think I know that. Name. Matt Barry.
3: He's. Uh, I believe he's an English actor, but he's in um, what we do in the shadows. The Toast oh, of London, nice. the vampires, Earth, Merengue's dark place. Yeah. Oh. Yes, Mighty yes. Boosh. Yes.
2: He would be fabulous. Oh, that's it. A good IT one. Crowd. Yeah, but he's, that's he's great. great. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. My my first pick was going to be Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> <laughs> Stick. Nice pick. Yeah, when, when in doubt, just know that Tony shall hoob. That's just uh, one for the fans. Uh, you have back. any illusions
3: about
1: Tony not hooping? You're wrong. Many things are inevitable. One of them is that Tony shall. Hoob. I'm glad you
3: brought that back. I forgot all about <laughs> Um
2: No, but my my real uh, answer was going to be basically. It, my my mind went immediately to because these people. Are masters of the mockumentary style. Are any of the Christopher Guest actors? Christopher yeah. Guest, oh, sure. Eugene Levy, Jane Lynch, <clears throat> Catherine Eugene O'Hara. Eugene Levy was on my list. Parks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, big, big old glasses.
1: No, it's fine. That's it's just yeah. it's just great. Big call. eyebrows. Yeah, just like he, I. You um, would have been. Per- I would love Parker the Posey. Job. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I like <laughs> That was good. <laughs> That's a, that's right. Really um good. I think the
2: only one who's ever been in the show is Ed Bagley Jr., who's Aaron's dad. Oh,
1: that's oh, yeah. a great call. Yeah. Yeah. Even even I would take more Q. Sack any day of the week. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. I could fill up the sack, you know what I mean? Give me John. <laughs> Give me Joan. <laughs> <John>. uh, no. <laughs> he had the two of them as a pair. Uh that was it. That's Eugene Levy was one of mine. Um I, honestly, a lot of them are I don't like the reason Ray Romano I thought was actually perfect is because he was a little bit of an older generation and it's almost this, like Mm -hmm. he's looking for a job. Like it could actually be Ray Romano, you know, (laughs) not that he would ever need a job. I just mean like that was a funny part. So in that vein, I was thinking like a Steve Martin or Martin short, one of those two.
3: Oh, I had Martin short on (laughs) uh, as well. Uh, And
1: then I was, I was, this was before she passed away, rest in peace. But uh, Jessica Walters, from Arrested oh, Development yeah. as like a, oh. as it coming in and just like calling all the shots. And like, she would probably turn down the job before she even interviewed.
3: So how do you think you would help this company? I don't understand the question and I won't respond to it. <laughs> Edwin, who else do you have? Okay. So I had a few. So I, I, I uh, I tried to take this in the same lane as the way they did it in the show. Mm. So um, I had Jane Lynch kind of coming in as uh, Joe's friend. I know you mentioned Jane Lynch, but uh, as Joe's mm-hmm. friend who gets an interview as like a, a but favor. Been spoiled because um, we
1: see her in Glee. In the, in the oh, universe, yeah, she's true. already showed that's her true. face, unfortunately, as Jane mm-hmm. Lynch.
2: Ah, uh, But the wheelchair guy in Glee is also in the office. So, And Nick, the
1: IT that's guy, true. plays two people. So who cares? Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. So, okay, here's who else I had. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, So in the way that James Spader as Robert California comes in and kind of overwhelms with uh, his confidence, I thought uh, Sam Rockwell could come in and just be the most charismatic guy in the world. And then everyone would really love him, but they wouldn't know how much substance there Mm -hmm. was. And he would kind of be the pick in that regard. That's Um, good. In terms of the guys who kind of blow it, I had uh, Ken Marino. In yes. Thank, <laughs> you <for laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you for
2: saying
1: Yeah, Oh, yes. Thank you for saying him. Yes. Uh, Ron from Party Down. Um, so funny. If
3: Jane Lynch is already in this universe, I thought Catherine Hahn would have been a good another good, oh, that's great. you know, same in that role. I was mm-hmm. thinking, too, for
1: the for like yeah. a, the Jim Carrey sad sack kind of a little bit. Uh, I was going to go like a Nathan Fielder. Uh, just <laughs> super dry. Like no one knows what to do with him. Like he just answers when mm-hmm. one word answers, and he's like a robot. <laughs>
3: uh, last one I had Steve Coogan. Oh, yeah. Steve Coogan, of course. Mm. As like good the one. as the British call in interview, like Ricky yeah. Gervais.
2: Yes. Oh, good. Yeah.
3: Um. But yeah, no, that was a that was a fun thought exercise. That was really great. Thank
2: you. I, I had a couple. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, I, please. I stuck to the who would you currently. Cast, but I had just a couple R.I.P.s. People who recently deceased who would have been great. Um, Carrie Fisher would have been fabulous. Actually, she has a super funny cameo on Thirty Rock. Yeah, Um, and uh, and I don't know why my mind went here, but James Gandolfini, Tony Soprano. Has done some comedy that's <laughs> fabulous. So I thought I was looking for those dramatic actors who 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 can also do comedy. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: there's in the show Life's Too Short. They do a very good job. Another oh, yeah. Ricky Gervais show. They do a really good job at mm-hmm. getting very serious actors to come in and play asshole versions of themselves. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Liam Neeson, Johnny Depp, Liam, Liam Neeson. Neeson. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ben Stiller. Like it's just. Or Ben Stiller's and extras, but it's the same type of thing. It's just like in right. any one true. of those. Liam Neeson would be just really serious, intense. Like interview mm-hmm. would be really funny. Anyway, good question, Nikki. Is uh, that it anymore?
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Nah. you know, I could We go could go, on, go on. We could go yeah. on and on. <laughs> Let's play the name names game.
3: Let's. Mm-hmm. How about, how this, about guy? this guy?
1: Uh, what about this guy? Let's put him in the conversation. Let's go to David from Ohio. Hey, my name is David. I'm from uh, Columbus, Ohio. I uh, just sent in another voicemail. I just wanted to keep it keep it short under a minute then get to uh, it another conference room idea. Um, I was watching local ad recently, and uh, there's the part where Daryl and some of the crew are making the uh, music for a potential local ad, and uh, Michael was thinking that it would be more of a rap, and uh, Daryl sarcastically says, What's rap and uh, Michael said that he would make a mix, and I was just wondering what do you guys think that, uh, what rap songs do you think Michael would have put on this mix for Daryl? Um, I'd like to think he would probably put at least Lazy Sunday, maybe even Lazy Scranton, just for fun. Uh, let me know what else you guys think. Uh, love the show. Listen to it all the time. See ya.
2: <laughs> Thanks so Thank much, you. David. That's, that's a awesome. great question and a great I question. I I don't know about you guys. I went hard on this question. I thought okay,
1: you, you might. go first. I, we'll, you might. Yeah, I
2: by the way, yeah. I just want to um, shout out because that's a great. I think he
1: would lead with Lazy Scranton. Yeah, yeah I would yeah. thought Lazy
3: Scranton as bonus track, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. the very last <laughs> couple skits <laughs> yeah. in there. with so, white maybe? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's that's funny. That's a very uh, hip hop. Yeah. Gotta to have the right skits. Yeah.
2: Um, Alex and Edwin uh, prepped the questions for this episode, so I didn't uh, get to hear his pick. But the audio from SNL's Lazy Sunday was the first song mm, that I had. Yep. Okay. Um, then uh, Hammer Time, Ice Ice Baby, <laughs> The Humpty Dance by Digital Underground. <laughs> you know that one?
3: <laughs> yeah. The Humpty
2: course. Hump. Yeah. Um, because I Got High by Afro Man. Do the Bartman by Bart Simpson that's, from the that's Simpsons. Call. Very well done, too. <laughs> just the intro to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. The mm-hmm. <laughs> theme song. <laughs> yeah, just the full theme song. song. The theme song. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, no, you're good. Uh, 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 just one weird Al Yankovic song, Amish Paradise. Sure. Uh, <laughs> rapping Rodney by Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. Okay. Uh, And then I gave him a couple. uh, Those are like almost all novelty rap songs, but I gave up also uh, Just a Friend by Biz Marquis, he might have had. Oh. Uh, But certainly My Humps by Black Eyed Peas.
1: The, the, I had uh, several black eyed peas because I feel like Michael. Yeah, he's just going with like the few people he might be listening to regularly that he that are black, and he's like, "Oh, Daryl will like this." That's just how Michael would approach mm-hmm. it. A lot of black eyed peas on there. <laughs> I also put a, American Woman by Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> Michael just put that on. I mean, like, like Daryl talks about the <laughs> the Bruce Springsteen mix he makes for the
2: right. None of them are Bruce. <laughs> for the auction,
1: and so yeah, Michael's gonna be. That's awful the thing, yeah, yeah. There's not gonna be a lot of rap on here.
2: He he can even identify right.
1: rap.
3: Yeah. yeah, I thought of uh, "Rapper's Delight" yep. by Sugar Hill yep. Gang. Did mm-hmm. You say that? I don't know if you said that one, Sean. Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. The other one, uh, "The Basketball" by Curtis Blow. <laughs> oh, that's good. oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Maybe maybe the little Bow Wow version from Like Mike. Sure. Uh, oh, nice. Um. And then um, this might be too current for that, but uh, The Ballad of uh, Jack Sparrow by uh, Lonely Island. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that oh, seems yeah. like it would be Mostly Michael Yeah. Maybe
1: there's one on there that he accidentally, it's like, good track. Nice job. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I don't know what it would be. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I think he'd have like Return of the Mac on there, which are like, of the you'd Mac. have a lot of ones. It's like, well, it's not rap. Like, you're not. <laughs> Like,
2: yeah but like returning the mac was also on the radio that's all what i the mean time. yeah uh so uh,
1: a twisted by keith sweat just kind of like slow jam type stuff and he's like that's <laughs> <Yeah>. that counts <laughs> yeah so stuff like that <laughs> great question though I, I, that's a fun uh yeah steve krell should make that spotify playlist for us mix That'd or daryl <laughs>
2: uh thanks david uh let's move on to a question from ben from arkansas
1: hey guys this is ben out of arkansas uh first of all really enjoy listening to your show um i've been working my way through
4: the uh archive and uh you know i noticed something really funny the beginning of
3: 2020 you guys started out the very first episode talking about uh making a reference to michael pulling into the the parking lot of the office saying you know everything's gonna be great jim is back uh and then he hits meredith with his car and you guys are starting that off like 2020 is gonna be great and then
2: uh, i feel like in march the entire world hit meredith with their car um i don't know if you'll ever look back on the irony of that but i thought it was really funny i love your show
3: keep up the good work see you guys
2: Oh man, <laughs> thanks, Ben. <laughs> I that's so funny. I I didn't realize that we started 2020 off like that. I know.
1: Uh, what would the, I'm like thinking of the meme? If you froze the so image naive. when Michael hits her, like what do you label Michael? What do you label the car? What do you label Meredith? Yeah, in <laughs> that meme format. I don't really know.
2: Meredith <laughs> is us, all of us. <laughs> Meredith, mm-hmm. is
1: the American population. <laughs> The car is I don't know, COVID.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the car is COVID. The year uh Michael is the year twenty twenty. There you
1: go. I mean wouldn't you yeah. I was gonna yeah. say Michael is the internet. I don't know. Something like that.
3: <laughs> Michael is Beyonce Always. Sorry.
1: Beyonce always. Good call.
2: That's the correct Thank chance.
1: you, Ben. Oh yeah. don't get it Appreciate twisted. it. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right, let's move on to uh Elise from Pennsylvania. Hi.
4: MFPC. My name is Elise. I'm calling from Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. DB does. TV. Um, I am a Patreon <laughs> member, brand new. I finished everything and then realized I didn't have anything else to do. And um, became addicted to your podcast, so here I am. Um, I am listening to Mailbag number three, and you guys are talking about the um, relationship downfall of Jim and Pam and how much you guys hate that plot point. And I just gotta say, I completely disagree. I love the fact that they have problems. Every other TV show is like, oh, get married, live happily ever after. And that is not real life. And it's refreshing to see a couple on TV where you think, like, you know, fairy tale romance have issues because it's much more real and much more relatable to 90% of the population. Uh, thank you guys so much. I love your podcast. I will be calling much more now that I'm pretty much caught up. Uh, thanks. <laughs> thanks, that's Elise. Yeah, I
2: hope that you do call a lot more because that—that's—I—I uh, I don't know. It's—it's it's nice to hear. Yes. Someone defend that storyline, and I think that you're now that you say it, I'm kind of like you're absolutely right. Maybe I don't know. What do you guys that's a, think? That's
3: a quick change of heart. <laughs> All it took was
2: one voicemail. Sean's folds. <laughs> you know, you guys. Like hey, you guys never said that. Okay, <laughs> that's true. I, well, you guys just aren't as good as Elise. First I'm of sorry. all,
1: uh, I I I like I like any pushback to like stuff we say or just like I disagree yes. with you guys because like it's just we're just like three dudes with my like. There's so many other opinions on yeah. the office and so many ways to look at the show. So I really value like hearing. That it's like no wait that's actually real life, um I totally I totally hear what Elise is saying and like I it, it is actually refreshing to see them go through some problems, um, but uh I did it just there's some plot points of it I think the main sticking point is like Brian and that their issues are this there's other people that come into this that weren't in their relationship and I know that that's not what's really the issue between them is it's not Brian. It's not any of that. It's just like this moving careers back and forth. And um, I don't know. I I feel like it felt like they were just using it for a while as a plot point without really, I thought they could have gotten into it even deeper if they really wanted to. Like, I think they could have talked about it more and their struggles, but they, they just sort of let it simmer. And I think that's also probably more realistic, but we're also talking about a fake a, a fake mockumentary TV show. So
2: like, I don't know i I feel like Elise brought up a good point that like a lot of shows depict getting married as like happily ever after and there's no more problems after that. And it's kind of nice to watch them go through all the struggle of like trying to get to that point to get married and then they're so, so happy. And then you still see more struggle after that. Like I bet the writers were like kind of patting themselves on the back a little bit, being like, "No one ever does this," uh, and this is real life. But it didn't. It still um, ended fairy tale. Like this is my this did. is my and, problem. It doesn't. Like
1: I, I hear like it, it just it still ends in the fairy tale way. And I know we see the struggle, but exactly. there's always the struggle. Like it still ends more perfect. Everyone looks better. Everyone, it's like they're jim's company is super successful and i don't know
3: well i i well i would say if they didn't end up together we would be sitting here now being like kid and they and at the end they don't get You're together what was the right, point I mean, of all of yeah. that yeah we would be sitting here criticizing that i think so i think at least makes very valid points and i think the writers did that very consciously yeah. to make to show the that sort of real side of it and i believe I read some sort of interview where they were talking about how uh, the, uh, at one point the idea was that Jim and Pam would actually split up mm. at the end of season nine and then come mm. back in a reunion special, something like that. Um, but obviously wow. they did not go that route. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember where I saw that, but it, it might've just been an idea.
1: Yeah. You know? I, so
3: um, <clears throat> yeah. But one thing I would, I mean, I think I don't hate that aspect of it. I don't hate that they or hate is the wrong word. I don't, it's not that they shouldn't show that. It's just it's such an overcorrection from where the rest of the show has been. Yeah, and I feel like it would have been more effective, or I would have appreciated it more, if there was just a little give and take. So I mean, what we see is them pleading to each other again, and it never works out. Or um, these sort of moments at the end of the episode that you expect to be this very emotional thing, like when Jim gives Pam the drawing that he saved and framed. She just says, oh, I didn't realize you kept it. And it doesn't become, you know, this really nice, sweet moment between them. Um, Mm. Not that they all have to, but maybe if we got a little bit more of that, it would have helped feel a little more balanced. You know? True.
1: True. And uh, yeah, my my other, my other only issue with that storyline really is it almost seems like they're, they write Pam differently so that Pam has this issue and it never felt Mm. totally real to me. Like Pam is super supportive and like i it just seemed a little out of character for her to just be like, "I don't want to leave Scranton. I like what we have." I almost thought like,
2: "That's a good point." It just
1: seems the conversations they have earlier in the show, some of the stuff they both seem very open to like having some adventures in their life. And like, I look, I'm not a mom. I don't have two kids. I should, I'm not going to speak for Pam. I have no idea. She's a fake character. But I just, <laughs> based on the show and her character, I I thought that they drew it out a really long time of. What I think they would have talked about and communicated pretty quickly. So it wasn't that I didn't like they had issues. I just I thought the way it they drew it out and the way it worked in the storyline was just something to have the two of them do. It didn't as a as opposed to like when Pam's parents are having issues, the way her and Jim deal with that is one of my favorite little subplots on the whole show. Like the way that Jim. Talks to the dad and and Pam miscommunicates it all. Like there's other times they wrestle yeah. with their own relationship, and that one is like so real. I loved it. This one just felt a little contrived at times.
3: For sure, there's a there's a very sitcomy thing that happens where after the fact, one character says to the other, or like, okay, so here's here's this, the way it's set up in the office. Pam is confiding in Nellie. Jim is confiding in Toby, and. One character says all these things that it's basically the writers talking to us. So Pam says, he took this job without telling me. He bought a house without telling me. I would like to be involved in some of our major family decisions. And Jim says to Toby, I would like to, you know, I'm paraphrasing. I'm not going to get these all perfect. But he says, if I didn't do these things for us, we'd we'd never do anything. I, I like it. She can just hold on for a little while longer. It'll be amazing for us. And that comes at the end. That doesn't come at the beginning. It's very implied at the beginning. I feel like if they had a, did a better job, like you could have showed us that a little earlier on. And granted, it's a pretty example. A pretty, um, it's like tell don't show a mm-hmm. little bit, um, or, or telling instead of showing. But uh, yeah, I, I just I, it could have been done a little bit more effectively. <clears throat> but
2: but yeah. But hey. Yeah, I think that um, I I agree with Alex that that that, that episode about. Pam's parents getting divorced is a perfect example of how this could work. Like, but to me, like season nine with with the Brian character, especially it's like, we know that Pam falls for someone like Jim who she can joke around with and who has a lot of charisma and they just didn't build that character well enough, Brian's character to for me to actually believe that there might be a chance that she's into him. Mm-hmm. So that was one thing for sure. And then, and then also, uh, like, I just watched uh, the movie Minari. Um, and Elise, you should watch it too, um, but if you haven't yet. But uh, that movie is so good, um, and depicts, uh, like, a, a couple going through some struggles in their marriage. And then, I don't. I don't want to give the ending away, but like, yeah, don't. It's not. <laughs> it, yeah, okay. I, I I won't give the ending away, but the way that that movie ends, it, it's it's on this kind of like. It's not a happily ever after. It's just, but it's hopeful. Like, so it's not like everything has to like, oh, like everything's perfect now. We all understand each other, and we're gonna move to Austin, Texas, and work for Athlete and stuff like that. And everything now we're just going to be, you know, rich and living our dream. Like it could have ended in a way that's like, they're going to be okay. Like they're going to be okay. They'll they'll experience struggle and all these other things, but and this will, you know, they'll it'll be a rocky road of ups and downs. But everything's going to be okay.
3: Yeah, I thought you said and, you weren't going to sit, spoil the ending. They moved to Austin and they work for <laughs> Athlete. At the end of Minari? <laughs> Come on, man, Come on,
1: dude. Yeah, I I, I my, my my last thought with this is just like I don't given how Jim was so supportive of Pam going to art school and everything that happened there. I I think Pam is self-aware and really empathetic and all those qualities and I just didn't totally believe that she wouldn't want to reciprocate that for Jim. That's and and be like, look, yeah. you supported me going to art school, I support you with this. You know, wholeheartedly. Right. I, that's the part to me. I just didn't totally believe it, and it felt like they changed who Pam was a bit to to have the storyline carry the plot of the show for a while.
3: That's all. One thing, not not to keep extending this conversation uh, or to take the last word or anything we like can. that, but one thing that's interesting about this is, and it sort of validates is that this has been like we've talked about this a number of times, and I think we have different opinions and different. You know, people bring up different pieces of evidence or different ideas that make it more interesting, and you think about it a little different ways each time. So I think there, there's something to that, that it, uh, that, uh, it, it's, we get, we always have something to talk about with this little chunk of the show. Right. And, yes. and like The Office, a lot of these
1: shows are just, we, we project stuff onto these characters. So we bring our own experiences to it, you know, like, you right. can't look at it any other way. It's, it's just, I don't know. I mean, the point is, if we're talking about it and these, we care about these characters enough, that, like, that's really the then point. no one
3: can beat the
2: USA. <laughs> <laughs> Wait,
1: we weren't even talking about that.
2: Edwin, Edwin wins. wins.
1: That's all you got to do. <laughs> Great win. That's the perfect bow put on that one. All right.
2: <laughs> thank you so much, Elise. And uh, please yeah, call you. again soon. Yes, please do.
1: All right. Let's go to uh, Matt who's in Fresno, California. Hey guys, uh, this is Matt from Fresno, California, calling in, long time, first time. Love the show. Uh, Forgive me if you guys have done this before, but one
2: topic that I had in mind was uh, which characters that we never saw do you wish we could have seen? Like characters that were only referred to. Uh,
1: The two that really come to mind for me, for some reason, are number one, Michael's mom, and number two... Yeah. Uh, the employee at
0: Hammer Mill that uh, Meredith has a relationship with. Uh, I believe his name was Bruce. So,
5: uh, yeah. Thank you guys again. Love the show.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Matt, for selling on Bruce. You could have just said Bruce, mm-hmm. but you put a little
2: effort into it. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I My mind actually went first to, well, okay, immediately Michael's uh stepdad, Jeff. Jeff, yeah. Uh, okay. but also who, who, I think we've talked about uh him or anyways never mind. <laughs>
1: we we talked about um, we cast we were like who would play Jeff we
2: cast yeah, him yeah. before we yeah see, yeah. Um but also Andy's cousin who he's flirting with oh, <laughs> he's yeah. got a weird <laughs> he's got a weird flirtatious <laughs> thing going on with I feel like that could have been <laughs> I, it could have been any number of like SNL actresses from the past decade, and it would have been so like Kate McKinnon or even like Eddie Bryant or somebody mm-hmm. would have been so funny. Mm-hmm. And it could have been a whole episode about him like trying to figure out. <laughs>
1: uh huh.
2: That'd be good. Uh, one of mine was uh, Toby's ex.
1: Uh, I oh, would have loved yeah. Kathy. That's a good Just- one. One time she comes in, or something, and Michael sees her, and it's like, I don't know, like, like a like Sofia Vergara or something, like someone who's just floors the whole office, like, oh my god, like Olivia Munn, fully yeah. done up, just like that's yeah. and that's, and then like they have this, they have like a fight or something in the in the annex. I think that would be a, I'd love to see just just Michael react to that. <laughs>
3: I mean, you guys—you uh, guys nailed a lot of the uh, good ones. I think any member of Michael's family that we can see—I mean, the only people we see are Nana and uh, Luke Cooper. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it would have been nice to see some of Michael's family and to see if any they share any traits, like what is uh, Michael's dad or something like I that. I um, What are the mannerisms yeah. his mom uh, has? Like who? who? It's Just <laughs> so good. <laughs> um. This is a, a BBC office thing, but Monkey Allen, he's the original, yeah, isn't he? He is. He's a guy who works in the warehouse and they always just walk out. There's Monkey Allen. Monkey, Monkey. <laughs> yeah. <Right> one. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh who else don't we i I'm trying to think is there anyone from Ryan, but
3: The no other one members of who the other members of uh Here Comes Travel. Yeah, there's a few more. Of Andy's mm. Andy's year, besides Broccoli Rap, who we see. Of course.
2: Uh <clears throat> played by Steve Carell. Uh, or oh, God, Steve, Colbert. And this <laughs> is even Stephen. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Um, uh, I mean, I like the I like the X route. Uh, I don't know. Do we meet Daryl's? Uh, oh, X. Justine. Yeah. Justine. We do. Mm-hmm. Right. When do we see her? She
3: makes an appearance. I'm trying I don't remember the context, but she comes okay. in at one point. Did she take your daughter to work Justine. day to Meredith' Meredith's uh, daughter. Oh yeah, Meredith's other kids. Meredith's daughter. Sure. Think, the
2: good of, one. Yeah. Or Merit or Meredith's
1: ex. I mean, who 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 did she have kids with? Mm-hmm. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> Basically anyone um, Meredith is
2: hooked up with, I'd love to meet. Speaking e- of bruises. Even uh, I mean I'm I bet she's at Chili's at the Dundee's, but Kevin's ex. Stacey.
1: (laughs) Yeah. all We'll just say all their exes would be great. All their exes. Um, Yeah. I mean, the the Gould and Jan Levinson Gould. I mean, that would be a. Oh, bring her. Bring him in. Let's 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 watch that fight. Like it would have been. To have Gould show up and then Jan use Michael as a way to make him jealous. I that that would just be. Mm. ah, I would love to see that. suddenly like she just suddenly starts treating michael the way he's always wanted to be treated (laughs) he just loves it (laughs) it'd be like when daryl when kelly and ryan are dating and or when uh when daryl and kelly are dating and and daryl talks about like whenever ryan shows up he's like i get excited to see that dude because like kelly gets all affectionate and
3: stuff
2: (laughs) you get excited to see that little dude um yeah no i can imagine like michael like what about fe- michael's t- fake brother that steals his blue jeans <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> he loves how he looks in those blue jeans
1: uh any, anyone else
3: I'm trying to think where
2: i can't really even think i right i i was gonna say uh oh shoot i lost it it's gone ryan's
3: uh ryan's plus five you all think, guys
2: uh anyone any of dwight's parents
1: which i they're mm-hmm. probably dead I assume they're dead. Oh yeah.
3: Yeah, Dwight's family, of Family. We've seen them.
1: most of them. Modder. Fodder. Yeah. We really don't meet outside of Jim's brothers, we like we don't meet enough of Jim and Pam's family, like at all. We see Pam's dad briefly. Mm-hmm. Um But anyway. That's just naming all the people yeah, I think that right. are referenced on the show now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. Great question. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Uh, let's go to Lexi.
4: I'm Michael Scott pod. I'm Lexi. I'm from Iowa. I just started listening to your podcast a few weeks ago and I love it. I'm buzzing right through it. Um, <laughs> I kind of was thinking of like a theory, a hypothetical theory where what would you guys think if Michael did end up getting the job at corporate in New York and Dwight was manager, and say they did that for about a season, what do you think that would be like? Like, Michael wreaking havoc on the office in corporate ways, and Dwight doing his thing in the office. I know it was kind of, like, downfall, obviously, Ryan's position in corporate and a domino effect on what other storylines there would be. But, uh, yeah, it was just you guys would think about that um people to good
1: work with your
2: podcast i absolutely love it i listen to it every day at work all day so all right thanks guys <laughs> thanks lexi um yeah uh, edwin what shout do you out think to iowa by uh, the way
1: shout out to iowa it's just not a state you hear a lot about but
2: they're just doing uh, their thing uh yeah what do you what, what do you think edwin what what would what would uh what would it have looked like michael becoming corporate and Dwight. It would manager. have been
3: Michael calling Ryan and leaving those messages. It would have been that way for everyone. For Pam, for Jim, for Dwight, for Ryan. It would have been nonstop. Uh Michael would come by all the time, uh, and just drop in and cause a ton of havoc. Uh I also think we would have to have a lot more scenes in corporate in New York. We'd get a lot more of Michael running around New York. Uh yep. you know, Getting a fa- getting a, a, a slice from his favorite New York pizza joint. Uh, I, uh I I mean, <laughs> running into Fakedina. David phase.
1: Wallace would play a much bigger role if that were the case. He'd be mm-hmm. constantly yeah. bugging him, and I don't think Michael could. Res- I think what would happen is Michael would get his job he wants there. Realize he hates it. He doesn't like anyone at corporate because everyone would probably treat Michael like garbage because he would annoy them all. Um, he would just be ignored, and so he would go to Scranton all the time. And eventually how that season would end would he would be demoted because he spends all of his time in Scranton and that's where he'd rather be. And then they would demote him and he would take his old job back.
2: Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking too. Like, I feel like this could only last like a few episodes or a half season tops. Mm. Like it would be really fun whenever like we would still stay focused on Scranton branch, but I mean the show's about Michael, so you'd see a lot of him at corporate, and it would be disastrous. You might need...
1: <laughs> he might take Ryan with him or something. Like, I think to make it work, if, if the show <laughs> if the show was ever going to consider doing this, which I don't think it would, because you need Steve Carell there, but yeah, I think he would be like, all right, Ryan's coming with me, he's my assistant, and they'd be like, we don't care, he's a temp. Um. And so I think you'd need him there. there. Be... You get Ryan and Michael in New York a lot, which could be a lot of fun. Um <laughs> <laughs> maybe Michael develops a crippling drug addiction. Uh but then
3: you would get a talking head of Ryan saying Michael offered me this job at corporate, I get the opportunity to network with all the VPs. I'd be crazy not to right. take. Yeah. It.
1: And actually yeah. you could just like in business yeah. school. and you you could do like the last four or five episode arc of season three And it ends the same way, which is corporate realizes Ryan should be in this position, not Michael. And they make that switch. And then it's all back to where it was. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think Michael would crash and burn there pretty quick. Maybe he'd try an old-fashioned raid on accounting and they'd be like, what the fuck? You just set our company back by like a year, dude. You cannot be here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I imagine
3: there'd be like a hot mic moment. (laughs) <laughs> where Michael on some sort of conference yeah, yeah, call yeah. would ruin everything and, and lose a major client.
2: Right.
1: Yep. So you'd say something about Jan and something about something sexually inappropriate about Ryan.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think it would last long. I could see maybe at the very beginning, having a moment like when, when, uh, when Robert California thought Kevin was a genius for the cookie. And right. you know, you could have a moment like that where the CEO uh, Edwin, what's the CEO's name? Alan Branch. Alan Branch, Alan thank you. Uh, oh, I said uh, Branch. Yeah, yeah Alan Branch. I was
1: thinking Branches of the company. Alan Branch. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: mm-hmm. uh, I could see a moment maybe where, even though we know that Alan Branch doesn't like Michael from, the, uh, uh, from that Yeah, Maybe episode. there'd be a
3: senator there for some reason.
2: Yep.
1: <laughs> or they'd make it Michael's job to like close a whole branch and he would just oh like oh, he yeah. would it would be so difficult for him that he'd resign and be like I can't do that like it's yeah mhm yeah he would and end up giving like, them all he, he hires he hires another branch just starts one
2: yeah i could see him going into uh to uh the the his ceo's office and saying you know i quit and he's it like,
3: would <laughs> okay michael closing a branch would play out exactly like it did in Halloween when he tries to fire Creed. He would go to a branch, and they would say, no, you can't close us. We're the best branch of the company. They would say, uh, you need to close Yonkers or something And he's just like doing five-hour drives. And Mike will be like, okay, okay, I'll do it, I'll do it. And he goes and he closes the wrong branch. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Got it. I could see him just, like, deciding not to uh-huh. do it and then going in and then saying, you're quitting? Come back Distance anytime. Back your headset. <laughs> Please disinfect your headset. (laughs)
1: Let's move on. (laughs) Thank you, Lexi. Uh, let's go to Courtney in Buffalo. Shout out to the Buffalo branch.
0: Hey, Sean, Edwin, and Alex. This is Courtney, regional manager of Dundermistlin Buffalo calling from,
3: I really thought that was just for Sean at first. Go Go bills.
0: bills. I just was watching season five, episode six customer survey while I was at work the other day. Um, because jobs are important and I was obviously working very hard and I had two questions for you guys. The first is how Pam's friend Alex from art school asks her or tells her that she should stay in New York City to work on her art because he can't do New York in three months. Do you guys think that he actually had a crush on her or he actually cared about her art? I don't want you to say it was probably both. I need a hard <laughs> one or the other.
3: You do listen to this yes, show. You do.
1: <laughs> yes, you do. Uh, thank you, Courtney. God, what I do I you guys think? I, I, I love, like, hold us to an answer. That's great. That's great. Tell us what mm-hmm. to do.
2: I just think this is such a fabulous question. I don't ever think about that guy. And I, <laughs> and, uh, It's just a really, I mean, because it's basically Pam's, like, only friend outside of work who she just knows, like, I I mean, he's just never mentioned again. And you would think that maybe she'd, like, go get lunch with him or something again sometime. But I think that... What do you think? I think he does. I think he has a crush on her. How could you not?
1: How could you not? I mean, come on. I mean, so Rich Sommer plays Alex, right? He's much mm-hmm. more well-known for Mad Men and other shows. Mad but Men, yeah. <laughs> I actually met Rich Sommer once at a board game convention. In This Whoa. was back in 2017. And I used to do things like go to board game conventions, just so you guys know now. Uh, but he is a huge board game nerd. And I uh, I got I got to meet him. I got a picture with him. Um, I just wanted to tell you guys that because I met him. I met Alex. That's cool. And, uh, that's that's it. cool. No, but he's he has such a trusting, calm f- presence and face that I don't actually mm-hmm. believe he really has a crush. He probably does, but he's never going to do anything about it because he knows, like... I'm guessing Pam talks about Jim right away whenever she meets a guy, you know, Mm -hmm. being like, oh, yeah, that's I like them, too. My, you know, fiance likes them, you know, doing the move to make it clear that you're not single. Uh, So I think he would probably respect that. And I think he he's a really good actor, though. I think he genuinely cares of like, Pam, if you want if you have a dream and you want to do this, like you can do this, but you got to do it right.
2: Mm hmm.
3: I mean, he says you can't do New York in three months. That's what he says. Probably true. Correct? Something to yeah. that effect? Yeah. Can I say that then? instead of saying both, can I say neither? And he's just really passionate about people seeing everything in New York City? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Absolutely
2: not. I, no. is- Sean, your I hard think- opinion <laughs> is yes.
1: My hard opinion is no. Edwin? Okay.
3: I think he was being... I don't know if he, we really saw enough of him having a crush on her, but he did seem to do it from... Uh, having some sort of interest in her, either as a friend or as a, or like having a crush or whatever, I would go with that. That's my answer.
2: That sounds like you can't say with both. Alex. You got to no, one or the other. I didn't, I didn't both. say both. He, did okay, he has he has a, he has ah, a crush. There we go. Not right. that he okay, cares about right. the art. That's <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Right. I yeah, I mean, I, I could like one, w- even though I'm going in in the hard answer for crush like. I, I agree with Alex maybe that like, you know, if he knew how much she and Jim loved each other, maybe once he meets Jim, you know, he he takes a step back and doesn't, uh, he doesn't become a Jim, you know, where uh, he, the crush holds. He respects it. Um, but, uh, yeah. There's Jim's, yeah. there's that Brian's, sounds- and <laughs> there's Alex's. You forget about the Alex's.
3: That sounds like a pretty mild episode of television. Where Alex meets Jim and is like, nah.
2: <laughs> like this guy? They seem happy. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> He's like, nah, I'm gonna go oh, back we're to We're doing this now. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then then Alex is like, You're really gonna marry him? <laughs> <laughs> he goes
1: up, calls his mom. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Pam comes in behind. Thanks, him. Courtney. All right. Thank you. Uh let's go to Norman in McMinnville shout out shout out to the home state hey Michael Scott Pod this is Norman and I am calling from good old McMinnville Oregon I was just listening to the latest mailbag episode and I had to actually pause it and call right away when someone suggested that Edwin start doing recent or current news events (laughs) in his old-timey voice and I concur with that we have to have that uh because edwin doing that voice is truly magical (laughs) i know he says the news makes him sad and i get that but if there's even any way you guys could incorporate that voice into uh
5: every once in a while in an episode that would be the greatest thing as always you guys are rocking it i love the podcast uh and yeah uh thanks for all your hard work we'll talk to you later guys
1: Thank you, Norman. Great question. I yeah. say we let Edwin just give him one for now, just one. Okay,
3: I. Uh, it's not that like the news makes me sad. It's just reading current events. Yeah,
2: it's like, you know, not you know what I mean? fun. It leads it up. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily <laughs> Fort- set it up for. Forties headlines you know, are much funnier. Yeah,
3: yeah ex- talk about Wilt Chamberlain last time. You know, um, who was the general? Let me find. I pulled out of your ass last time. That was one that I just Rommel. really like about <laughs> Will Chamberlain. Oh, Rommel. Yeah. Yeah. A world of war. Yeah. Um, let me find this uh. one here. Uh, this is okay. I'm going to I'll try this. This is from uh, just an Associated Press article about minor league baseball oh, coming perfect. back. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Okay.
1: Uh, uh. Wait, you got to oh, yeah. do the sound of the reel first. Oh, yeah.
3: Okay just four batters at george steinman afield before a fan yelled come on blue toward home plate umpire caleb devier after two consecutive close pitches were called balls never mind that a computer was making the calls (laughs) a computer (laughs) i've heard of these just about (laughs) robot umpires that's the top on themselves already in the dog days on opening day they hosted the Doing it in Blue Jays on Tail Wagon $2 Tuesday, where fans can bring their pooches to the box for just two bucks.
1: <gasps> two bits. Oh, that's good for the soul. That's fabulous. If people don't know, I don't know how that bit got started. Some joke about Sean eating popcorn um, out of his yeah. be- his beard, because it used to be so big <laughs> that he could fit popcorn in there. I like, just like, like, imagine you doing that in a 1940s movie theater.
3: Watching <laughs> newsreels. <laughs> newsreels. God. I, yeah.
2: I I'm gonna task our listeners with with sending <laughs> old,
1: stories. Old, give us old newsreels that they
2: would like to hear. Yeah. Yes, older news. Yes. but so mainly, you can, you can email yeah. us ms company at gmail.com. <laughs> I
1: I. Another podcast I'm working on, uh, this series about Ken Griffey, our last episode had a lot of Jackie Robinson talk in it and some, like, older baseball stuff. So I watched – I was thinking of you the whole time, Edwin. I must have watched an <laughs> hour of old baseball <laughs> highlights. And back then, the highlights, like, they were prepared newsreels. And so, yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's like, Joe DiMaggio scores in the bottom of the fourth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all – the whole time. It's just – it was perfect.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: All right.
3: And he stole third. <laughs> Don't be going too far with that
1: base, <laughs> yeah. Jackie Robinson. Quick swing. Little, little, little observations.
3: Uh, all right. Yeah, yeah.
1: All right. Let's keep going here. <laughs> this, we're almost done. We're, we're, we've hit about forty-five. Uh, let's go to Allie, also in in town in Oregon. Hey guys,
5: this is Allie. I'm actually also so I'm definitely hoping to run into you guys at like bar trivia sometime huh? um second nice. thanks to Edmund for helping me get the right number I definitely had the number wrong you oh, called yeah. the wrong number like six times and I was <laughs> just so confused and I had to DM Edwin for help so thanks Edmund. okay um I'm sorry that I don't remember what episode this is from because it was seriously so long ago but I wrote it in my phone as the note and I just found it I was like oh my gosh I have to call it down Um, so you guys were talking about Valentine's Day in season two and how Pam had told Roy not to get her anything and then was bummed when he didn't get her anything. And you were like, that's kind of annoying, but I have to stand up for Pam and let you know that she's not that girl. What she actually says is, I made him promise not to get me anything too big. So she's not being annoying. She just asked for something not too big. But the reason that this whole scene even sticks in my head at all is because Roy absolutely burned himself by saying that her present is going to be sex. It's like, oh, I just want something small. And he's like, how about sex with me? <laughs> uh, okay.
1: Thanks so for your podcast, guys. Uh, hopefully I'll see you around for the days. Right. That's good. Thanks, Allie. I'm, sure, I'm sure we'll see you yeah. around
2: uh, uh, soon, hopefully. Great
1: observation there. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> I've
3: never thought about that.
1: Yeah. Poor yeah. Roy.
2: We gotta do a Roy it's episode like just one of these days.
3: Subtle enough that that uh didn't we do a Roy episode like very nope. early on? I'm pretty sure we, we did. did
2: nope, He's sitting nope. there waiting to be drafted. Um yeah. <laughs> right. That is like I, I I wonder if the writers were like, what is the worst thing he could say at this yeah. point?
1: <laughs> yep. Just that puff his is... chest
2: out and whew. Tough stuff there. You're gonna get the best sex of your life. It's like that now I'm curious if he like got like a weird <laughs> sex okay. toy or something. Oh yeah, he actually <laughs> like, right. did get her so something. Like, see, like,
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs> like yeah.
2: like she's see, gonna come home to some horrifying contraption set up in their bedroom.
3: I didn't see a Roy episode in our back catalogue, so like you're right. But I just remember very early on in our show, we were Sean was Getting ready to talk about Roy, and he just described him as a glute. <laughs> Roy is oh, yes. kind of a glute.
1: Roy gets up. Well, we'll, we'll I'll save it for a Roy episode. I, yeah, I got a lot a, of thoughts yeah. about Roy. Um, yeah, that's a uh, th- thank you though, Allie. That's a great call. Great call. <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, Tiana from Texas.
4: Hi, you guys. This is Tiana from uh, in Edinburgh, Texas. And I'm a little nervous, like I've never left a voicemail before. Anyway, I love this show. I'm a huge, huge like fan anytime of your podcast. You never like, those. you guys wouldn't even believe it's gotten me through so many early hours of work. I absolutely love it. Thank but I, I feel like you guys missed a babe. huge opportunity. I would like, oh, also, I've listened to every single episode so far, and I absolutely love it. <laughs> I was listening to episode 95, and... You guys are um, doing the fantasy drafts. We're like, no, not fantasy drafts, but you're doing the the wines episode. And I feel like you missed a big opportunity to make Daryl that glow wine from Dwight's Christmas that he gets really plastered on. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like Blue that
1: would
4: have been, really been a really good pick. You know? <laughs> Damn, we <laughs> should have. Love the show, guys. Thank you yeah. for everything that you do. Really appreciate it. And I'm super looking forward to more. Bye.
2: Oh, thanks, Diana. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah i i admit i, yeah, I completely forgot totally, we did the
1: wine draft
2: yeah and that was only that a couple of months ago long. I, <laughs> i'm gonna say tiana like i don't even i'm not even kicking myself like as if i should have come up with that i feel like i would have never come up with that <laughs> i appreciate no. it you call if it if i
1: recall we had daryl as like a nice like a nice cab or something
2: Smooth, soulful, smart for
3: yeah, warehouse. Yeah,
1: like all right now, hush. <laughs> yeah, but the glue vine would have been uh, would have been good. Yeah, he did get trashed on that. Probably yeah. the best. Probably the best fall in the whole. Him uh, right, and <laughs> the, the
3: snap and the snap snap and spin. Just, Next to maybe maybe
2: Angry Andy parkouring
1: into the box is also a pretty good
3: one. Yeah, but those are all. This makes me think of is uh, why do they add coconut? <laughs> I miss original. <laughs> right.
1: Robert California's trying the drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got an opinion. <laughs> you clearly meant basil. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> let's, go to, let's go to our last one for this uh, from Audrey for today. in Illinois.
4: Hi, guys. My name is Audrey. I'm calling from Chicago, Illinois. And I was wondering, I might have missed this, but I would love to hear your favorite car moments on this show. I think that the office has a lot of great moments in the car. My. Personal favorites are probably Michael and Daryl singing the blues or Aaron and Michael singing um, after Scott cut. So I guess I like all the singing ones. Um, thank you so much for your podcast. I'm an improviser in Chicago and I haven't gotten to do comedy in a year. And your podcast has made me oh. laugh out loud many times um, during 2020. So thank you guys.
3: Well, thank
2: you
4: for doing it. And
3: yeah, I'm going to keep listening.
2: Thank you so much oh audrey thank that's you really nice. i'm sure I, I hope someday we can get to come out and see you do some yeah. some improv that sounds that's awesome yeah, um
1: out in chicago great great place for it too yeah. that's the well, place second yeah. City. yeah
2: second yeah. city yeah um okay first of all this is such a good question that i'm now i'm sitting here thinking we've been doing our location based episodes the car uh, would be a great episode.
3: Automobiles. You could do a whole episode
2: yeah. on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Planes, um, trains, and automobiles—that could be the one. But that I'll give you the... my
2: favorite. Yep. That's, oh.
3: that, that's that's the thing. Planes, trains, and automobiles. When they're flying for business trip, when oh. they're on the train for the convention, and then mm-hmm. any car work work bus. Oh, we could do ah. some work bus, yeah. work bus planes, we'll trains, it. and work buses. <laughs> yeah, that's a great. <laughs> um, one. Go ahead, but I'll Sean. give you.
2: Uh, this is my favorite. Annie Annie Shelto. Oh, nice. Nice. Good one. You know how to high five? Not while I'm driving.
1: I'm going to take uh, Dwight and Michael driving into the lake. Uh, Just for the physical comedy of Steve Carell getting out of that car and just like going just body bag. It's it's just kills me. (laughs) He's so like (laughs) so helpless. Just just frozen. (laughs) that's something he just clearly just
3: (laughs) nothing made him do that i've got two the first one that comes to mind well i've got a few of them but first one that comes to mind is uh when jim and dwight go out on a sales call and dwight decides to sit in the back, uh and in the event of an accident and jim slams on the brakes and Dwight falls into the driver's seat Mm -hmm. uh the second one is when uh Andy and Michael get Aaron to pick them up after getting off the bus and christening in season yes. seven. Oh. Mm. And they're like, What happened? Everyone went to go see a movie. Uh, they all took the van. Like, Oh, wow. Like, they're so excited. Everybody went to hang out. And then uh, I think one of them says, It's so nice to be back in a country that has movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the last little piece Aaron turns on Oh, Lake Wobblegon is on.
1: Yeah. The deep, nice. deep cut that, that reference will mm. be lost. Probably already <laughs> is
3: well yeah. lost. And then last one is uh, Andy and Jim in the car. Oh, wimboe! Oh, wimboe! Oh, wimboe!
2: Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I mean, I just mystery. thought of I. I just <laughs> thought of one of my favorite gifts from the office, which is Jim with the mustache on, reclining.
3: Oh, yeah, that's a great <laughs> chair
2: outside of uh, Utica. That's really good.
3: <laughs> Jim, climb on top of Carrot and think about standing. My other, my
1: my <laughs> other favorite car moment that we haven't said is the. Uh, when I think Jim and, or no, sorry, uh, Michael and Dwight are driving, I forget exactly where, but it's when Michael just wakes up with the sunglasses on, like, <laughs> and he's like, you were sleeping? That
3: just, just kills me. You were talking just a minute ago. Was I saying anything interesting? No. just the way he
2: does it. Just... <laughs> so yeah. Or th- there's another oh. time where Michael's pretending to be sleeping when he's yeah, in the right. truck with Daryl and right. uh, and Holly. God, it's... Ah! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you were just talking just a minute ago. Really? Was I saying anything interesting? Did Daryl touch you? <laughs> hey! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, I I mean this, Audrey. I never would have thought that we i i never would have thought of doing an episode just on the car yeah but now i'm like we could and
3: now we will and you'll hear a lot of what we just said
2: <laughs> yes <right. laughs> yeah. well i i think that just about that wraps, that it. wraps up our voicemail episode voicemail part one for for uh for this stretch uh we we have a, more coming next week um if you, if you want to slide some more in there, you can call us, That's 503-694-9314. You can email us, at gmail.com. Please uh, email us some trivia. I was combing through there today, and it's uh, looking a little light. Um, so hit us with some <laughs> trivia. We're on Facebook and Instagram, Michael Scott Podcast Company. Uh, we have a website, michaelscottpod.com. Uh, and uh, please um, join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Michael Scott. You can join us and become a Scott's Tot for five bucks a month. You support the show. Uh, we do a donation to the Good Marshall College Fund together. Um, but also to all y'all calling in saying that you've, uh, that you've binged the whole show and you can't wait for more. Join us on Patreon. You're going to get more mailbag episodes like this. Uh, You're gonna get the opportunity to ask us anything, and we have to respond. So, uh, 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 unreleased (laughs) unreleased
1: episodes, a couple of them on there.
2: Yes, a a couple of episodes from the vault. Uh, So, I think we have another one. Is the over under coming out? out? It's already out there, bro. It's out there. It's It's available for consumption. There you go. Um, So, very special thanks to our Patreon, our Scots Tots. Thank you guys so much. You know we love you from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, special thanks to Ryan Lloyd, who helps us with our social media and designs our artwork. Uh, this episode was recorded in Portland, Oregon over video chat.
3: Thank you for listening. I think, uh, you know, as we were preparing the voicemails for today, it's amazing to just be able to hear a few that are just people calling in earworms or people just calling to say hi, say, you know, that they love the show. And that, that really means a lot to us. And it, it really uh, brought a smile on my face today. It it, um, it really means a lot, that it feels like we're all just hanging out and then we can share that vibe with you guys. So thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out with us for a little while. Take care. Stay safe. And we'll see you next week.
2: pipity Poppy, give me this Yes, sir.
0: Seeking the truth never gets old.